Happy Man, yeah. Man. Okay, that sucked again. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. <laughs> Here we go. With Dan and Ryan, it's Walk the Line, and I'm back to saying peace. Yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome to Walk the Line, episode nine. And you're here with me, Dan Cryer, and my very good friend, Ryan Smith. Ryan, please say hello to everybody out there. Hello, everybody. All right. And we're here at Impact Studios here at Michigan State University. We're going to be talking about NCAA College Football Week 10 and NFL Week 9. And so, without further ado, Ryan, how do you think about getting into our horrible picks from last week? Ugh, I'm kind of scared on Halloween here, so let's get into it. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here. We're taping. We're here in East Lansing here for Impact Sports, Impact 89 FM. And we are here on Halloween, like Ryan said, looking at NCAA Week 10 and NFL Week 9. And I got a couple screams coming up for us. And we and, have the, the dreary October, windy, cold, rainy day going out there. I know. That's what like I was saying. Like cloud nine. It's really like rainy, drizzly Halloween cloud nine. It's a, it's a despicably murky cloud nine. But that's a fun cloud nine. And we're going to hope the weather clears up. Big weekend here in East Lansing. Got uh, in-state rival Michigan coming in. And both teams are ranked. So... And it's the first like big game. I mean, I was here last year; it was my first year, and Notre Dame came to town. It was a big, it was a big moment, but pretty anticlimactic, right? And the season had its it had its just just too many bad things about last year. And this year, things have gone as well as they could have. Michigan State seven and one. Michigan is coming in as underdogs. Michigan State is the Spartans are favored by six. We're gonna get to that because uh, we're gonna have Max calling a little bit later. But uh, it's just an exciting time, and Ryan's going to be at the game, you know. So, I mean, everybody in the campus is just, its I think it's simmering right now, but it, I think over the next 24 it's, hours, it's, it's uh, going to just start to get going. It's boiling up. So, yeah. before we start talking about our Spartans, I'm going to have you recap last week and make it quick. Yeah, I'm going to make ask. it quick, and this is where the screams... No, that's the dog. This is where the screams come in, and this is from me. I mean, I just really don't know what to say other than what I said last week, that is, if if I'm not doing something right, then how can I be this wrong? And really, I reached a new uh, high mark for being wrong this week. This I was going to say... The, this might be a first-timer. Yeah, I was going to say it's a new low mark. And, and the weird thing is, I, I want people to pay attention to what we're saying here because I paid attention to it and reacted to what I said, and I didn't really have that bad of a weekend. <laughs> no, no, I don't think either of us did when it was all sudden. No. Yeah, but based on the Thursday uh, picks that we made, which I'm going to go over really quick. Now, uh, Max called in, and we talked about Michigan State playing in Champaign. I really underestimated how poorly the Illini are. And it's weird because they burnt me this season every direction except for the Wisconsin game. But uh, for some reason, I said that Michigan State, who was favored by 10, uh, would win 24-16. The final score was 42-3, to and, and uh, Connor Cook just kept you know throwing balls up, and guys were catching it. And so he looked great. He was 15 for 16, and, and uh, you know, I just... Uh, I just think Illinois is terrible, and that's great for Michigan State. So uh, Ryan over here to my left, he was the correct man. He was he said Michigan State would win 33-13. You know, the over-under was 49.5, so we were both correct about that. But Ryan, give yourself a little credit and explain why you're the best picker here in the house. I'll just, I'll just pat myself on the back silently over here. 
I mean, he's right. So, so good job, Ryan. Now, here's a game that really kind of made me angry. I um, the Missouri Tigers were up 17 nothing in the fourth quarter on South Carolina. I picked Missouri to win 27-21. They were three point favorites. Ryan had Missouri winning 36-28. So we were expecting a pretty high scoring game because it was 52 and a half. And actually, I picked under, so I got that one. So the final score was in overtime 27-24. South Carolina made a, a mad comeback. You were texting me frantically <laughs> at the end of that game. Yeah, I mean, it was weird because it was. Everything was in hand, and really, I mean, I'm an Illini guy. I do not like the Missouri Tigers, so I did enjoy it. was just as much fun as watching the Cardinals lose the World Series. And um, so, like, you know, hey, yeah, they're better, but it's still fun to watch them lose. And they really melted down and lost, and their season's yeah, kind of really wrecked. put a damper on their season. They yeah. were 8-0 going into the Man, game, looking oops. I'm a quarter away from being 9-0 in the well, SEC. 17-point yeah. lead at home, and they just Man. couldn't hold it. And so, anyway, but that's another one I was wrong about because I said Missouri would cover, and they lost. Another one that I was almost right about but wasn't was UCLA was getting 23 points at Oregon. It was like a 14-14 game at halftime, and then Oregon exploded for 28 and won 42-14. UCLA just shut it off because they knew that I had him plus 23. What did I have in that one? You had So I said 55-41 Oregon, and the game didn't even go over the the 70. I mean, it stopped at, fi- at 56 points because it was 42-14. You had 48-23, so you were correct. Ryan had Oregon covering, and I'm learning. Now I'm learning. Dan's learning. You've, Oregon you and Alabama... And Florida State, we'll talk about in a second. I think those are the teams that are just unstoppable this season. I mean, yeah, it's we'll great. See how Florida State plays at home against Miami. So here's another one where uh, I I was so wrong that I convinced Ryan to be wrong, and I really feel bad about this. It was Alabama minus 28 at home versus Tennessee. The over-under is 51. I said it was going to stay under and uh, that Tennessee was going to give them a good game. Well, that was wrong. It was like 35 nothing. It ended 42-10, so I was wrong. Ryan picked 35-10, so he was very close, but I, I kept him from saying 42-10 with my, with my horrible picking style, which is pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, and, but I mean, Tennessee had played well the previous two weeks. I, I, I don't regret okay, changing good. Okay, thanks, yeah, buddy. See, this is why Ryan's my friend. Thank you, man. See, Ryan's good. (laughs) Okay, so I think that puts me at 0 for 4. And then the final game that I got wrong was Texas Tech was on the road at Oklahoma. They were getting 6.5. I said, they're undefeated. They're looking good. I mean, yeah, Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma had gone into Notre Dame and won. But they lost to Texas, and they burnt me in that game. So I said, no, Oklahoma's going to lose. So I said, 37-31 Texas Tech. I think I might have helped convince Ryan to take Texas Tech 33-27. The over-under was 59 and the final score, so I, I was correct about the uh, the over, and so was Ryan. The final score was 38-30 Oklahoma, and um, that's the first loss for Cliff Kingsbury as a coach of Texas Tech. So now they're just kind of a regular Big 12 team. I mean, really, there's nothing special about either of those <laughs> Like teams. every other Big 12 team at this point. And then I guess the final comment on the recap of um, NCAA is that uh, Florida State was minus 32 versus uh, NC State, and they were up, what was it like? It was 35 nothing right. at the end of the first quarter. And then they, they called the dogs off. They were like, no, that's the door squeak. <laughs> they called the dogs off. They're like, after that. And what happened was the final score was 49-17, so it just ended up as a push. So that's frustrating. If you were if, if you were a Florida State guy guy and put money on Florida State or something like that, and you're like, whoa, they're doing nothing, dude! And then you're like, whoa, 49-17. <laughs> so that's the way the cookie crumbles. Now, so I looked really bad there, but I, I got a little bit of redemption in the NFL. And um, in those games from last week, in week eight, um, the first game that we picked was Dallas Cowboys at Detroit. Uh, I said that Dallas would win 24-17. Ryan said Detroit would cover the three-point spread. Detroit was minus three and win um, 28-24. So even though I was wrong about Dallas winning because Matt Stafford uh, had a nice run, you know, Calvin Johnson had, what, 300-something yards? He, he outgained 
half the NFL, 15 teams in the NFL he outgained by himself on Sunday. And Ryan's a fantasy football guy. You said how many points did he accrue? Like 27 or something? 33 or something, or 33. something like That's that. amazing. Yeah, I had yeah. Kaepernick who had 27. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so the thing is, I feel good because I picked Dallas win. The, the final score was um, 31-30. I had it going under. And really, I mean, there was this explosion of, of scoring in that th- fourth quarter. I think I probably had the over. And yeah, the late scoring yeah. really helped push that it did. one over. Yeah. It did. And I think I reacted and had the over on, on Sunday. So the other game where I was wrong about the spread, but right about the over was our good old Denver Broncos because they love to put points up at home. Ryan had them winning 41-21 covering their 13-point spread. I overestimated Washington. I said they're going to score points and no, really RG3 fell apart. Now they're yelling at each other. Garcon's yelling at him and yeah, I mean Washington's a wreck. So RG4 and 12, RG3 and 13 or whatever he's going to end up being. Yeah, they lost uh, the final score is 45-21. It w- and Denver scored 31 points in the fourth quarter there. So Ryan was very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, how many unanswered did they have? Were 31. They? I yeah, think it was 31-0. So because okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I w- I fell asleep or something. I woke up. I'm like, Washington's winning this game. I thought I woke up in some alternate universe, and then I was brought quickly back to reality. Okay, and now I'm gonna go. Speaking of quickly, we're just gonna go through because that was the only game that Ryan got correct in our picks last week in the NFL. And here's one where I really got horrible. I Cincinnati was minus six and a half against the Jets. The Jets are com- coming off a, a victory against the Patriots. The Jets got smashed. It was 49 to nine. I mean, Cincinnati. I I said 17, 14 Cincinnati. Ryan said 21, 17. Cincinnati just had them from the get-go. It was like 21 nothing or something the, the right Jets away. The Jets had us believing for one week yep. and then... Yeah, I mean, and, and it's written about it. They said the hot and cold Jets and there they are. So, now, a game that I had correct and Ryan had Kansas City winning 27-17 but I had Kansas City winning 19 19- 13. So I hit that right in the nose because Kansas City ended up winning 23-17. They did not cover the 7.5, and, and the game went over. So Ryan was right about that. I thought it was going to be over. It went it, it went to um, 40 points, so Ryan got it correct. Uh, it, it hit the over by one. So, uh, But I, I got that one right. Yeah, the game was two points away from the over halfway through the third quarter. I was like, ah, I got it. Uh-huh. It took until the last field goal. Yeah, yep. to- it was 20-17, to 17 and KC had Suckup come in and kick a field goal to make it six, and then they yeah. held on. Okay, another game that was shockingly low scoring just because it was all field goals, the Giants went into Philadelphia as five-and-a-half-point underdogs and won 15-7. to seven. It was 15 nothing. Vic came back, stunk it up, and he got— played for a quarter Yeah, they're just like, like by the way, you're injured again. Man. So they, they, they took him out, and, and Philly just—Chip Kelly's not doing well. Think the Eagles wish they had Andy Reid? Yeah, dude. Talk, talk <laughs> about it now. I mean— 8-0, and oh, man. I, I mean, I, and it's weird because— it's just shows you the kind of talent that they're pumping into Eugene, Oregon. I mean, because they the Ducks are Duck Dynasty now. They're calling them on Sports Illustrated. They're it's, getting it's the jerseys. I know it's, it's gotta it's be everything. It's it's Nike's pumping them with something, right? <laughs> I don't even. They're pumping. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. But the point is, I had New York Giants covering spread and winning, so I actually was correct about that. And Ryan had Philly winning, so Ryan's going to never take Philly again. I don't think. And then Miami at New England. We can never judge the Patriots. Or Miami, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. New England was minus seven, and uh, they won twenty-eight. They they won twenty-seven seventeen, so they covered that. Ryan and I, I said twenty-six twenty-one New England. Ryan said twenty-four twenty. So the Patriots is just a tough team to to judge this year, as is most of the NFL, to be honest. So uh, yeah, you're, like you said before, the only thing you can really count on is the Broncos going over. Yeah, and, uh, that's what we'll keep doing. It Seriously. Like. Okay, so um, hang on one sec because I'm I'm. I'm I'm gonna, I just got a text, and I'm going to go into the studio in a second here and get the door, and then we're going to talk to Max. So hang on one sec. Okay, Max, can you hear me right yeah. now? All right. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. How are you two doing? Good, good. Rye, say hi to Max. How's it going, Max? We're doing good uh, here in the studio. Good. Good to hear. 
Yeah, dude. And you know what? We're, we're saying, you know, we're, it's here for Halloween, so we got some scary treats and stuff. We got the, you know, we got the, right, right. But uh, let's, I, I think that sounds like sounds like what you guys are doing earlier when you are having some technical difficulties. We were screaming. We had a little technical difficulties, but everything's fixed. I mean, you know, I was getting uh, flashbacks to uh, it was Friday the 13th in September. You know, it's the 31st of the year, thir- 2013. So, yep. but uh, really, I think the most scary thought was my picks of NCAA football that we just went over. Um, oh, but uh, we, we, we saved the one uh, to look at for last week. Let's just quickly go over last week's game um, that took place in Champaign, Illinois, between Michigan State and Illinois. And then we're going to get into this week's biggest game of the week, by far in my mind. I mean, there's a uh, Miami, Florida is going to Florida State, and Florida and Georgia are playing, but they're both four and three. So I think the biggest game is going to be here in East Lansing. You know, Michigan Wolverines coming in into town at six and one. Michigan State at seven and one. So uh, we're pumped. I mean, are you pumped for this weekend, Max? Absolutely. It's going to be it's going to be a really fun uh, game to watch. Um, I think both teams have certain qualities that they're better than the other than the other but I think what ultimately comes down to it is they're just two good teams and they're playing for a spot in Indianapolis no question about it oh definitely and and before we even recap Illinois Ryan what are your thoughts I mean you've you're this is your you know third year here at Michigan State how you feeling about the uh, this atmosphere that's going to be coming to town here this weekend I mean separate from these two teams this game's even bigger now with Nebraska losing against Minnesota last weekend that really like Max said opens the road to Indy for both of these teams so whoever wins Saturday has really got a clear shot. Minnes- or excuse me, Nebraska has another tough game this weekend. We'll see how they uh, handle Wisconsin. Oh, they're or, playing Northwestern North at home. Western. Yep. Okay, so Northwestern. And, uh, yeah, if Michigan State wins, that opens up a two-game lead over and, Nebraska. I know. And, then and they eight, still have to go into Nebraska. And, I mean, it's been a, a few months. We've all been talking about it, Max, is, is that could Michigan State get to the point where it's 7-1, and one, where they you know go through what really was the easy part of the schedule at 7-1. and one. They came out unscathed as you could be. I mean, they did drop to Notre Dame 17-13, but here we are. And, and, you know, so, Max, I mean, like, are you feeling more positive than you were at any point the season right now? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I definitely think that uh, the, the easy stuff is done with um, and uh, it's going to be a really interesting last couple weeks of the season because there's some odd there's some odd scenarios that can play out and I'm not one to look ahead too much but there's scenarios and we won't get into a whole lot because I know because I know uh, there's only there's a time limit on, on our on our talk <laughs> right. here but um, you know there's chances where you know, you know, if Ohio State does their thing, Michigan State, win or lose, could still go to the Rose Bowl. So That is um, true. But it's going to be really, really fun to watch because there's a lot of good teams that have a lot of chances to do a lot of things. Wow. Them, so. Well, let's get the gross part out of the way, and then we'll, we'll take a quick look at this upcoming Michigan-Michigan State game. But uh, the gross part is that we were wrong, Max, you and me, and, and Ryan was the expert, and he's the big winner again. So let me just recap for last. Let's do a quick recapitulation, as I like to say. Michigan State went into Champaign as 10-point favorites. I really have no faith in Illinois, but for some reason, because I have no faith in them, I put faith in them, and okay. I picked 24-16 to stay under 49.5, which the game did. So we were all correct about that, 42-3. And, uh, and Max, you said 28-20. So we all had Michigan State winning, but you and I had them winning by eight. And then Ryan, I'm going to let Ryan talk for one second and gloat. He picked 33-13. He got uh, Michigan State covering more than 10, which they ended up winning by 39 points. They actually scored 42 consecutive after being down 3 nothing. So Ryan, let's, uh, let's hear how uh, 
how you feeling about that double you, victory there? Yeah, you just said all that needs to be said, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, for see, now. see, Ryan, and and I did not do well in NCAA Max, but uh, what do you think of the team? I mean, did was it just a, a just an inferior Illinois team that got exposed as being high school players, or, or did Michigan State really make a leap forward offensively? Well, we talked about it briefly briefly earlier this week, and I think it was a combination of uh, a really good game by Michigan State and a really bad game by Illinois. Um, I think worse than usual from Illinois and better than usual for Michigan State. So it's kind of a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Connor Cook, I mean, he's, he's kind of been all over the place um, this year. Um, not so much lately, but, he, you know, we just didn't know what we were going to get from him. He played the best game of his career so far as opposed to Purdue where he played the exact opposite. So I think that that was a huge combination. Of course, the Michigan State defense shut down a very good Illinois offense. Problem is, Illinois can only do cannot do anything more than offense. So, I know um, it was it was it was a surprise. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a gap because I think Illinois. I thought Illinois was better than coming in. But now that I look at it, I'm thinking that maybe the offense just isn't going to do enough for them to maybe yeah. maintain a good season. Dude, I mean, you said it well. I mean, I, number one, Illinois. I doubt they win another game this season, but in a way to, to bring a joke up it was the perfect storm for Connor Cook because the wind was blowing so hard at his passes that it blew them softly into the arms of our receivers so like he can he'd love to throw into the wind and you know I looked at the weather report for this Saturday for East Lansing we have 48 degrees and a 50% chance of rain so we might have some stormy conditions which is really good for Cook you know yeah. so we'll see but so now Max going off what you just said why don't you drop some stats on me and explain this to me we now Michigan State does have a good uh, you know, great defense, the best in the nation, and the offense is coming up. So there, there's reason to point for optimism. And Michigan State or Michigan Wolverines lost 43-40 in overtime to Penn State. They have that blemish on their record. Now the the betting lines opened up at the 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 what, what should we call them? The the spread opened up at minus three and a half for Michigan State. It moved to minus four and a half. And right now, as we sit here on Halloween, it's minus six. Michigan State at home minus six, and the over under is 46 and a half. So like, explain to me statistically speaking, why do why are people thinking that it's trending towards Michigan State? Like. Like, is, is Michigan inferior? They have a, a victory over Notre Dame this season. Well, it's, it's, it's a good question to ask. And I think 10 years ago, Michigan State would have killed to be a touchdown favorite against Michigan. And, and so credit Mark Antonio the work that he's done. But I think the reason why Michigan State is favorite is because both teams have a great rushing defense. Michigan State is even more than great. They're the best in the country. Michigan's good, too. Michigan's Big Ten good in rush defense. But Michigan State national yeah. you know, national is good so uh, you know both teams let up under 100 yards per game on the rushing um on the rushing attempts so uh i think the reason is though the only problem was that michigan does not defend against the pass very well and they're 11th in the big 10 uh in pass defense and i think that's where connor cook comes in he's kind of gonna michigan State's kind of kind of live and die by him on saturday because wow. if the illinois connor cook shows up that Michigan's in trouble. If the Purdue Illinois shows up, then Michigan State's in trouble because it, because if you can open up that passing game, yep. uh, then you open up the run game. Now you mentioned something interesting just there. You were saying that you know um, Michigan's interesting. You know they have a really high powered throwing offense. So let me throw it over to Ryan for a second and see what Ryan thinks about this because I mean you broke it down well. And Ryan's seen Michigan play, and Ryan's seen their 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 weak games against Akron and UConn, and Ryan's seen them play well. I mean I know Ryan had them against Indiana a couple weeks ago. So Ryan, what are you looking for out of this game? Michigan likes to score points, and their two losses this year they've scored under. 40 points and every other game they've scored over 40 points so if they're going to struggle 
winning games in which they score under 40 points, I think they're in for a long Saturday. They're not going to score. Neither team's going to score 40 points on Saturday. No. Right. It's the weather conditions. Our defense just won't let it happen, and this will be the best defense they see all year. I like the game to stay under mm-hmm. initially looking at it simply because, you know, the 12-10 to 10 game last year. Yeah. Uh, rivalry games, the ball is way more important. I mean, I'm, I know it's important in every game, but every possession, every yard's a fight in this, and in between the trenches, there's just nothing easy. So I don't like either team to run it up too high. I like Michigan State to win this game. Yeah, and not, serve it up. And Give yeah, me a score, Ryan. Let's not, let's get this going. Yeah, six seems like a lot. If we, you know, the thing with football that's tough is the game could be tied and we score a touchdown on the last play of the game <laughs> and cover. And sure, so, but. Uh, Looking at it, I like Michigan State to win by a field goal, 22-19. 22-19. That's a good one. Yeah, that's like a messy game. I could see that there. All right, and Max, I'm going to throw it to you in one second, but I'm going to make my pick and see if I can get one right. I'm with Ryan on this. Like, I, I think that Michigan State has what it takes to keep the game low scoring. I think the weather's going to play a hand in it. I think it's going to be a messy, muddy game. So um, I do think that Michigan State can get to 20 points, and I do think that Michigan State will get to 16. So I'm going to go 2016. Um, if it were three and a half, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saying I'm taking Michigan State, but it moved up to minus six. So I like Michigan to cover that just because. And Ryan said, I mean, Michigan's had a couple games where they were in the 20s against Akron and UConn, but they still won. And it seems like they should have lost those games. It was like, you know, 27, oh, 24, yeah, something like I misspoke. Yeah, Sorry, but. but it's like we, we look at those games as losses because Michigan's really played poorly. But the games where they crushed teams, you know, they beat Minnesota 42 10 or 42 13. See, they, and yeah, you're totally correct. And I'm, I'm almost embarrassed now because I'm looking at right. in my head, I had just considered those just losses. Just not real games. Games. I know, they just played games. horrible. So, you know, that's what I misspoke. Two, what I didn't mean to say. Two, when yeah. they score under 40, they have real close games that they've looked terrible in. So when they like to get up and down and get going, right. they get comfortable, mm-hmm. then they start blowing teams out. This game will not be a I don't think they're going to no. get comfortable against that's our defense. That, and so yeah. we'll see how they respond with four quarters of pressure. Yeah. Max mentioned the turnovers. That's been a problem for them, for them all year. It's, it's a lot easier to take care of the ball when you're up 59-9 on Central Michigan. Yep. How are you with the ball when you're deep in the, in the Michigan State student section back there in the corner? You can't hear, you know, play clock's running down. We're going to see both teams are going to get tested, and it's just going to be a fun game to watch either way. Definitely. Okay, so Max, let's finish this off by you giving your, your prognostication here. So we both took the under. We both like Michigan to cover. So what about you? Well, I'm going to take the under as well, um, and I actually like Michigan State to uh, to honor that six point nice. uh, spread. I'm going to go twenty to thirteen, Michigan State's favor, just because I looked at some statistics and I kind of uh, I did a little a little math here, and I, and I think it, it, it kind of holds true to the to the score because the last three times Michigan State has met Michigan, mm-hmm. okay, Michigan's been at average fourteen games those last. 14 points the last three games. Michigan State's averaged 24 points. So wow. I know that's an average. It, does, it, it varies, but yeah. at the time, it gives you an idea of, and then there's similar personnel on those last three teams, too. So it gives you kind of an idea of what these games are going to go through. So I, I just I think that, you know, last, you know, also keep in mind, Michigan State hasn't given up a touchdown to Michigan since the last time they were in East Lansing. So yeah, there's a great stat right there. I think they'll yeah. get a touchdown. I think Michigan's offense is too good not to get a touchdown. But I don't think they get anything more than a touchdown and a couple field goals. And you know, again, I think Connor Cook comes off a huge week last week, and I think he performs better 
Um, and so I like 20 to 13 Michigan State. Cool. All right. Well, Ryan, what do you want to add to that? And then we'll, little, we'll yeah, move. little fun fact from last weekend. Connor Cook, believe it or not, actually set the school record for passing efficiency. Yeah, 15 for 16, 15 right? 15 for 16 for 208 yards. That's so. right. It's a perfect storm, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, he figured it out. I mean, he went from the worst game of his career to the best. And well, welcome to Champaign, Illinois. I don't know if Michigan... I mean, Michigan gave up 47 to Indiana and 43 to Penn State, but... Uh, and we'll see. Yeah, what fans love about this game is it's let's see what you got and exactly. they're go out and play and you, these guys will talk back and forth all week or not talk yeah. or do whatever they need to do. We're lucky, man. And we got to come into yep. this campus this Saturday, the this biggest place game. This is going to be loud. It's, this is we were talking earlier this mm-hmm. afternoon. This is the biggest game on this campus since Cook or Cook. Excuse me, Cousins left. That's right. So yeah, know, people are ready to go. Well, Max, dude, if you want to add anything else, you can. If not, I'm going to see you on Saturday in the press box, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, one real last quick thing. I think look out for the look at the matchup between the offensive and defensive line. I think that'll be interesting. As Michigan State has the best offensive line in the Big Ten, so I'm going to look at that uh, on the game on Saturday. Uh, other than that, though, thanks, Rand. Hey, t- you know what? I think technology just cut him off there. That's that's. Uh, sorry about that, Matt. Like literally, like you can still hear the buzz. I still have the phone, so I'm gonna get the door really quick. I th- I think I'm gonna get the door. At least I'm gonna get the underdog. No, I'm not gonna get the underdog. I'm gonna get the door. Oh, he's back. No, he's I'm back. back. I'm You're back. back. You just dropped the phone. All right, good. I it, it cut you off there for a second. Oh, so Max, right. say goodbye to all our adoring fans out there. All right, see you guys later. All right, buddy. I'll see you later. I'll see you Saturday. Good talking to you, Max. Sounds great. Bye, buddy. All right, so I'd just like to say thank you to Max King for calling in in his busy schedule to talk of Michigan, Michigan State. And I, I just can't wait for that game, Ryan. I mean, it's just, uh, you've been here before for it. I mean, is there is it going to feel like that basketball game that played last year when Michigan came to town? I mean... I don't know if it's quite that good. The Breslin was rocking that night. I, I mean, I had goosebumps. That's how yeah. loud it was in there. It'll be a fun atmosphere on Saturday. Football is just a different beast, you know, and... Uh, for, for the last couple of years here with some parity between Michigan State and Michigan, these games have really been fun. Some back and forth. Michigan State won four in a row or five in a row or whatever it was. And we got four in a row, and they're going for f- uh, five out of six here. Yeah, because they won. Michigan won 12-10 last year on Ugh. kind of just a weird Well, game. Denard had that, that long pass at the very end. I expect Saturday to be pretty similar to that, kind of sloppy, and hopefully uh, the Spartans can walk away with a win. Well, part of me is, the reason I brought up the basketball, too, is because I was at the game with you, and it was amazing how badly, you know, Michigan State just got the momentum and just drove Michigan's basketball team in the ground and won by, like, 17, 20 points. I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't see it happening, but, boy, it would be nice to see if, if Michigan State's defense could maybe get a couple pick sixes or something. I mean, that's perfect world you, scenario. You start smelling some roses at that I point. I know, because you say, well, they're putting it together, so. Alright, so let's get in. As I like to say, most weeks and it's weird because i enjoy football just so much there's really nothing i don't enjoy more than football especially this season but again it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of huge great games to pick this week it's kind of slim pickings yeah it's kind of top heavy there's three or four great games and after that i know (laughs) so yeah i mean it is what it is like i'm gonna enjoy saturday i'm gonna enjoy sunday but let's go over the like ryan said the top heavy games and then we'll 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 just kind of quickly snap at some Big Ten games because we're in Big Ten country and we're we're used to seeing the Big Ten teams. So the first game is intriguing. It's the undefeated seventh-ranked Miami of Florida Hurricanes going into Tallahassee. They're traveling up north, up to to, to Seminole land to face the Florida State Seminoles and famous Jameis Winston and Florida
Florida State who pummeled Clemson, just pummeled them, and then won by 32 last week against NC State. They're 22-point favorites and the over-under 61. So, Ryan, why don't you break this down? What do you think? I'm excited to talk about this one with you because when I brought it up earlier, I thought 22 points for the seventh-ranked team in the country. That just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. And you were like, well, the 22 points, I think I'm going to take, you know, uh-huh. I think I'm going to take. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm in his head, you guys. Does so, everybody hear that? Yeah. I'm into his head. Because Jameis Winston, this this kid is the real deal, and he's fun to watch. Like Manziel, you're just kind of in awe, and we were watching them go up 35 nothing in the first quarter last week, and it was just unreal watching them do that. Uh, I am going to stick to my gut on All this right. one just so I can okay. go against you. Nice. Miami struggled the last couple weeks, you mentioned, and you know, winning by three against Wake Forest and a sloppy win against North Carolina, but they beat a pretty good Georgia Tech team, 45-30, and before that, we're starting to roll. They beat Florida 21-16, but it doesn't look like Florida's any good either. So this is the first true test, I guess we can call it, for Miami, and we're going to see if Florida State's deserving to jump back over Oregon, or I don't don't know who's where. Right, it's going to be a a close call in the second and third. We need it this year. But uh, I'm going to take Miami not to win the game. Okay. I say I like Florida State to stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. 35-17, so to not cover the 22 points. Okay, and it is funny because it's, that's a lot of points. So 35-17 FSU. And, and that's 52, right? Yeah, you're 52, so, so you're, you're keeping it under. is 61, so I, I don't see that much scoring going on in that game, but we'll see. Well, and for my take on it is that, I mean, I've, I've gone against Oregon, I've gone against Alabama, and I've gone against famous Jameis and I don't know why I would do that anymore I mean I feel like I've learned my lesson this guy is amazing and Florida State is amazing I mean they look really great and it's almost a shame like Ryan said there's no to playoff this year because there's Ohio State Florida State and they might get left out when Oregon and Alabama play for the title so I mean I really I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out there and say it's gonna be a blast off McGee it's gonna stay under I think like Ryan said but I'm gonna go 45-10 I think my Florida State completely shuts them down the way they shut down Clemson so I like I like famous Jameis to roll in this one this isn't one of those neutral site games or anything is Mm-mm, it it's in okay. Tallahassee because Georgia Florida's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville yeah that's the outdoor cocktail party I know those Florida teams like to meet at random sites that don't really make a lot of sense <laughs> for home slash neutral site games but yeah, we'll speak on that one. Let's get in. That's the other top-heavy game. It's the it's the biggest outdoor drinking cocktail party, whatever they like <laughs> to call it. You know, good for them. And so, yeah, why don't you introduce this game, Ryan? Man, this is a tough game to call. Georgia is uh, minus two and a half at Florida, like we mentioned mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, and the over/under is forty-seven and a half. Two tough teams to call. Georgia's had some injuries. They've had guys in and out of their starting lineup. Shaky defense all year. And Florida's had a shaky offense, so as far as over-under goes in this game, it's tough to call because who's going to dictate the pace? How good is Florida's defense going to play against a pretty good Georgia offense that has just been struggling Mm -hmm. due to injuries, like I mentioned? But uh, what are you thinking? Okay, well, first off, I like the dog. The dogs in this. Wait, get it? Wait, get the it? Dog get it? Or the dogs. Uh-huh, exactly. Flo- That's the Florida's uh-huh. the dogs right, and right. Georgia's the dog. Right. <laughs> Georgia's the dog. I like the Bulldogs of UGA because Florida's been unimpressive. They lost their starting quarterback. And, I mean, Georgia 
and they've their games have been under. They've been sloppy more games. You mentioned recently just now, twenty one sixteen was their loss to Florida State, I think, or whatever it was. was. Did that happen this year? No, Miami, Florida beat them twenty one sixteen. Florida's just kind of looked murky. They lost seventeen six to LSU. Yeah, when they lose, they lose ugly. Yeah, it's just those, so they have six thirteen. I mean ten. I and honestly, both teams are coming in at four and three, so their fan bases can't even be rocking that much. And I know it's a personal thing between these two teams because they have such recent history with Mark Rick and even going back to you know when when Urban Meyer was around but um, I mean Florida has just unimpressed me all season long I think they're going to go to even four and four I like Georgia just to kind of kind of knock them around and win 27 14 so I'm going to go with that on this one I think Georgia's defense just isn't quite what it should be yet they'll give up some points to Florida I like the 27 for Georgia like you mentioned Mm -hmm. and I got Florida scoring one more touchdown so 27 21 that brings it over by one point and Georgia covering okay cool and then, like I said, let's just bust in a couple. Uh, yeah, let's run through some big, the big ten. ten. Yeah. And I want to get into this. Northwestern has dropped four in a row. They, they kind of had, you know, they they won against Cal. They won against uh, Syracuse. They won against Western Michigan, who's finally got a win for their coach uh, last week in UMass. And then they won against Maine. And then they almost were driving on Ohio State to give Urban Meyer a loss. They didn't get a fourth down call with the replay, and they've lost four straight games. They lost to Wisconsin badly. They lost to. Um, uh, geez, who was it two weeks ago that they lost to that that I couldn't believe? Uh, Minnesota went into Northwestern and won twenty to seventeen, and then last week uh, Northwestern was down ten nothing to Iowa, took it to overtime, and then just lost. And they had a shot at the end, so Northwestern's looking bad. Nebraska's been winning at home. I mean, they did lose to UCLA at home forty one twenty one, but I think Nebraska's going to be angry about the way they played against uh, Minnesota last week, and I think Northwestern may be on the edge. So I'm going to go with Nebraska to win this one um, twenty seven again. That's my special number. For today for some reason i'm gonna go with uh, nebraska winning 27 17 in this game nebraska's coming back home after a tough loss they're seeing michigan state has a chance to beat michigan they want to stay in that big 10 race yeah. and they want a shot at ohio state in that big 10 championship game i see them rebounding this weekend at home i like nebraska to win 34 24 Nice. And so it's funny because the over-under is 58 and a half in that one. So Ryan's got it going right at the 58, and I've got it less than that. So yeah, I, mean, I was I was kind of short on that, but there's just nothing to say. I think Northwestern, they, <sighs> they were kind of the dark – I guess they were a dark horse. What do you even call them? A lot of people expected them to be a surprise team. Uh, yeah. And, and they really looked like they were going to beat Ohio State, and yeah. all of a sudden – People would think they're the real deal. And you know when it went wrong? It went wrong when they decided to do a stupid play with no time in the clock, yep. with a three-point spread, and they ruined the spread. They weren't going to win that game. Don't throw laterals and ruin my spread. Okay? <laughs> they lost 40-30 to 30 in that game, and it's never going to be the same. So is their season just tanked now? Is yeah, that, I think it's tanked. Game just... They're going to go to 4-5, and five, and really, I mean, I just... It's it's tough to play in Lincoln. It's the most populated city in Nebraska on game days. That's all people have to do down there. There's no yeah. there's no pro sports, and they mm-hmm. all they all love their big red. Yeah, and I mentally took a shot at Nebraska and didn't say it out loud there. So I'm not <laughs> even gonna, I'm just gonna move on. Now here's a game that I I'm I'm just I'm gonna ask Ryan. Do you want to make a pick on this? Wisconsin's minus nine and a half at Iowa. I'll just go right ahead and say I was gonna lose, but they're gonna cover, man. I mean that's a lot of points for Iowa to be getting at home. I think Iowa's a tough team. They have some pride. So I'm gonna go. 27-20 Nebraska. That one, I'm sticking with my 27s. I think Wisconsin's going to cover simply because they can score so many points. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're necessarily that much better than Iowa, especially at Iowa. Wisconsin loves to go, 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 go. And I- Iowa, as we saw, they really struggle offensively. And 
you know, how many points did we score against Iowa? Just not it was a, like 23. That's a, not a very 26, good offense. Scored 27 26, points or 10 something. 26-13, yeah. So I like Wisconsin to get up and down and put up 35 on the board, and I see Iowa getting 24. So Wisconsin's going to cover okay. the 9.5, which, like you said, is a lot, but I think simply their offensive ability will allow them to cover that. Okay. Now, before we get to the last game, which I'll introduce in a special way, uh, I'd like to do my an- my annual, my weekly annual, annual means year, so let's do uh, my weekly Illinois pick. This week, the Illini are going to Penn State. Penn State's coming off a 63-14 drubbing by Ohio State. I think it was 56-7 at one point. It was 42. They gave up 42 points the first time. All I know is that Illinois looked like high school players. I love the Illini. I just, I, when when the guy, the, the backup guy for Michigan State, number 22, Devin something, I'm kind of, I apologize, Mr. 22, but he ran for a touchdown against Illinois, and Illinois was just like waving their hands at his shoulder pads while he ran for a touchdown. And I said, "Gosh, man, like they there's something wrong." And really, if Beckman can't get a win soon, they need to get Beckman out of town. You don't think they can cover ten? That no, seems like a lot of points at a pretty bad Penn State team. But that's what I'm saying. You watch what happens. I'm going to go with Penn State just wrecking the house and winning uh, 44-10 against Illinois. I'm not even picking a score. Mm-hmm. I'm just picking Illinois plus ten just to prove you wrong. I, I wow. Think, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put this down. <laughs> I think they I think they go in there. Wow. Ten points is a lot and Penn State's no good. Okay. And I've never been more sure that Illinois is gonna get drubbed. I just they don't have what it takes. They're missing something badly. Now, here's the game that I, I always say to myself in my mind, I go, I should have read the tea leaves on these picks instead of just going with my brain. And the tea leaves on this make me go, what the heck? Because it's Minnesota coming off a of victory at home, mind you. Now they're on the road. But they were, they just beat Nebraska last week pretty bad. They beat them by more than a touchdown. They're going into Indiana Hoosiers, and Indiana is giving up nine points. So Minnesota is getting nine points on the road. The over is 66. So I like the game to be. What? Yeah, and I'm going, what? I don't even I, have that on my list. That's, but yeah, just... I just I just added in, and I will even double check as I keep uh, just rattling my voice here. I'm telling you, there's something strange with that. So obviously I like Minnesota to cover the nine points. I mean, it just seems so obvious, but just maybe I'm reading, you know, does the picker in me, am I am I changing as a person that says there, maybe that's telling me that, that Indiana is going to blow them out? I just don't even understand why that Indiana would be minus nine in that game. Beats me. I'm I'm shocked that it's that many points. That'll be my little wild card pick. I'll take Minnesota with the. Are points. they even pl- like? It's funny because I don't even see them on the list here. So I don't even know. Maybe that's just a dream. Like, and, and maybe we just cut this out of the show. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like, I don't see it on CBS Sportsline, but I do see it on. No, no, there it is. Now this one says six and a half, and even then, I don't care. I think Minnesota is going to go in. Indiana's three and four in the season. Minnesota can get to seven and two on the year. That was an impressive win against Nebraska. So I'm sorry. Uh, see, so CBS Sportsline has Indiana minus six. I'm just going to say right now, that's that's it. I'm in. Minnesota's going in. The game's going over 66, and Minnesota's going to cover. So, if not, I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm not even going to disagree. Okay, good. All right. So, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. See? All right. Now, let's just bust in. NFL, I mean, you have the list in front of you, don't you, Ryan? Yeah. So, I mean, is Denver playing? First off, is Denver playing, and can we take the over? Yeah. Like, I think. It is not. It's their bye week. (laughs) It's their bye week. Dang it. It's the only time they're not going over this year. So, uh, this is the week to be playing whoever has Peyton Manning in fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. So, Ryan, pick a game. Because, I mean, I. I love NFL, like I said. You, it, it, but these, it, this is kind of like mixing not peanut butter with chocolate, but just like peanut butter with carrot juice or something. You're going what? <laughs> so pick a game from the one of one of these because nothing really is that appealing. Let's just go ahead and start with your eight and zero Kansas City Chiefs, who are minus three at a Buffalo Bills team who's on their what seventh quarterback? Yeah, Thaddeus. <laughs> yeah, something Thad Young. No one, nobody knows his yep. name. I don't think. I, nope. And he was. 
even he was injured this week. He got hurt in practice. Well, the Saints kept f- just smashing his face in last week, and I said they don't have any. The reason the poor guy had to keep playing is they don't have any more quarterbacks. They have to play like Ray. They had to take Ray Guy out of the punter from the Raiders out of retirement and play him or something. I mean, it was really the, like yeah, and we. Every week we've kind of been waiting for the Chiefs trap game. It just doesn't, I'm, it doesn't seem like this is going to be. Is it going to snow in Buffalo? I don't know. I, I I do feel the Chiefs are have a trap game imminent. They're eight no. Their best their start. schedule is just so easy. Maybe they're looking to the Broncos already. This well, week 11, I looked at their or, schedule because I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and they their their best year by the way was 2003. Remember that when they lost to Peyton Manning in the in the playoff when Peyton was on the. Colts and there was no punts in the game. Peyton just dominated that game. So the Chiefs started 2003 nine and zero, and then was that was that Priest Holmes? Yeah, Priest yeah. Holmes and 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 uh, the 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 little guy, the the X Factor guy, Dante Hall. Dante Hall, like thank that. you. Right, okay. See, I'm a Kansas City fan. No, it's just that that when you lose, when you go nine and zero, and then lose, your heart kind of sinks as a fan. And so I'm a little scared, but I do think Kansas City's going to go in, handle their business. I think three points is coverable. I think that there'll be another uh, game. The over under is forty point five. I'm gonna stay under by one half point. I'm gonna just do. <laughs> I'm 23-17. I'm just gonna go repeat of last week. It's That's gonna funny. be a, a, a messy game. 23-17. KC. I've, I've written down here 24-16. 24, so you have them covering and and then it's staying under. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Okay, half cool. Point. I thought you were about to say the same score. I was very like, cool. <laughs> Okay, next game, and and here's your here's your Jets that you can't call. I mean, it's it's their who are the Jets? New New Orleans look great. I mean, they blasted uh, like I said, they blasted the the Bills quarterback around last week. Uh, Drew Brees is on top of his game. I mean, the two uh, best teams, I guess you could say, are the seven and one um, Seattle Seahawks in the NFC and the six and two Forty ers But then don't forget about Green Bay because Green Bay's picking it up, and don't forget about Drew Brees and Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. So just because the Jets got handled hard, I'm going to go New Orleans. The over is forty. Five and a half, and I, you know the way the Jets look last week. I think New Orleans is going to put up maybe let's say thirty-eight, and the Jets get seventeen. So I'm going to go thirty-eight, seventeen. New Orleans on the road to blast the Jets. I'm going thirty-four, seventeen. I like Drew Brees to go in there and win. The only thing that makes me kind of shaky about this game is it's in New York, and like you mentioned, they're just so hard to predict. Geno Smith's looked great. He's looked terrible. Rex Ryan's looked great and terrible, and they're just all over the place and. Do the do the Saints just keep rolling, or do, do they th- still think they their will. toe in New York? I, I think so too. Well, I guess we'll see. But the way the the way NFL is going, just to make me angry on Sundays sometimes, is that the Jets will just be awesome and win the game with a field goal right, or you something. You flip on the channel and Dex <sighs> Ryan's jogging yeah, going, out what's and happening? smiling, and Geno's standing on the bench yeah, with his water. Bottle. I don't understand. And and the thing is, I mean, the Jets really their best win other than New England was at. The Falcons and the Falcons have fallen they're apart. They're terrible. They're like two and five. They, they lost made to me the look co- awful. Yeah. I totally put the curse on them. I, was, I don't. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're Steven Jackson. Jackson. He's so good. They're horrible. They're so I had bad. I had Arizona last week, and I'm going. Or excuse me, I had Atlanta going to Arizona to win, and I'm like, to to cover at least it was like minus three, and then it, they got drubbed. It was like twenty six four, twenty four six. Oh gosh. All right, so. Uh, some stinker games here. Uh, really? San Diego at Washington. I don't like Washington. They've proven to be horrible. There's something wrong. San Diego's going to be fine. Yep. Overner's 51. I like to go over. So let's go San Diego 28-24 in that one, just by one over. <laughs> were, you, uh, were you on my computer before? Is that what you're saying? I have 27-24. All right. So you got All right, good. So you have it right at the push line there, so that's fine. Oh, well, well you know what? I'll just copy you then and go 28. 28. I, it's going to go over. Okay. San Diego. Philip Rivers has had a very nice year, surprisingly, mm-hmm. and they yep. have they have the dual running backs with Ryan Matthews and uh, Danny Woodhead. That's a new pickup for them yeah. this year. They're looking good. They might shock some people, too. They're saying 
three teams from the AFC West. I think so. I think so. Yeah, definitely Denver. Denver's probably going to win the division. Kansas City's going to get enough wins to get a wild card, and and then San Diego will probably sneak in and get one. If you want to be a playoff team, you have to beat this Redskins team. Yeah, exactly. If San Diego wants it bad enough, this is one of those wins, especially if they want to be a wild card. Every win matters, and... This yeah, is this one is the one to get. It's a 1 p.m. game, which people might say, well, San Diego's not going to be playing well, but it's Washington. It's, something's wrong with the Redskins this year. I mean, they're yeah, just being... they stink. That's yeah. what's wrong <laughs> There with it all. is. There it is. Speaking of stinky teams, let's get to the Minnesota Vikings who are in Dallas. And speaking of teams that are frustrated, Dallas completely blew that game against the, the Lions. And commend, um, you know, Matt Stafford and Megatron Calvin Johnson and just the entire Lions uh, offensive line to get lined up and then score. But Dallas is giving up 10.5 points. The opener is 47.5. I mean, I think this is the game where Dallas just takes all their frustration out. I think they win this one big. I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm gonna say that it's going to stay under. So I'm going to go 35-10 Dallas in this one. The over-under is 47.5. Wow, that's a butt whooping. 35-10. Yeah, 10. they're going to whoop them. Minnesota's bad. I like Dallas to cover, not as much as you do. 27-16. I'm with you again, staying under in that mm-hmm. game. I don't think Minnesota can score enough points. Yeah, to, to help them cover their defense isn't. How, is the Minnesota defense any? No. I mean they're not terrible. Well, they lost forty four thirty one last week to Green Bay. They were really never in the game. They were always trailing yep. by seventeen points. So yeah, that was one of those games that just like they'd be down 14, 17. 14, but, and that was and in Minnesota. So scoring, Minnesota just, just doesn't have it. They're, no, they're they've bad. one win this season. Okay, and then another team that really went back to Stinkerville is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're seven point underdogs in New England, and the reason that I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover this yeah, and lose is because Pittsburgh was down like twenty one three to the Raiders and scored fifteen points at the end of that game, made it twenty one eighteen. They still lost. They were favored. I had Pittsburgh. They're breaking my heart. I don't know what happened. There's something going wrong there. Maybe Mike Tomlin needs to be run out of town. Maybe Ben. Roethlisberger's just run out of juice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but there's something wrong with Pittsburgh. Yeah, but New England's been the most unimpressive team all year long. They keep winning games, but not very pretty. And because of that, no. I do like Pittsburgh. Yeah, once you give cover. me a score on that, nineteen thirteen. Oh, Patri- really? Wow. Pa- Patriots have played some sloppy games. Pittsburgh's no good. So I like that game to stay under. All right, well, I'm gonna go. Last week I said something like New England winning twenty six twenty one, and that's just a weird score. I'm gonna go with. Uh, 24 to 21 in that one. Well, no, because, yeah, 24 21. That makes sense because that goes over. Okay, good job, Danny. All right, 24 21 is 45 points. <laughs> if I remember correctly, last week you had New England going or scoring a touchdown and going for two, two and missing right. it. Uh-huh. Which is why I was and instead, they were up 17 nothing. And then Miami came back and made it a game. And I said, oh, good. It's 17, 20, you know, 2017. And then Tannehill had two picks or something. Uh, like that. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, whatever. So now we're going to end up with our favorite thing to talk about, which uh, is the Chicago Bears. They're Going into Green Bay, Cutler's going to be injured. Still has a groin injury. So, and I think Green Bay really talk about. We were talking about Northwestern being a dark horse. I think Green Bay is the really the dark horse team in the NFC. So uh, Chicago, they're they're kind of primed to fall apart here in this game. Uh, it's forty nine and a half uh, uh, over under. It spreads ten and a half. I like Green Bay to win another game by thirteen points. Uh, I like the game to um, to stay under just because Chicago's not gonna not gonna do much. So I'm gonna go twenty seven to fourteen in this one, which is thirty forty one points. So yay, I do math now. Twenty seven yeah, okay, good. I'm running out of brain space, yeah. man. It's Halloween, my brain's going uh, But yeah, twenty seven fourteen. We'll go with that one and Green Bay's gonna cover. The Bears have been terrible, but I'm going to take them to cover 10 and a half. Mm. They're at home. They always play the Packers tough. I think it's Just, in Green Bay. Oh, it is in Green yeah. Bay. Sorry, I had it written down. Switch. I'm, I'm going to double check. I'm going to double check. No, I, I believe you over me. I, okay. For some reason, that switched on mine. That's all right. 
I like, uh, okay, so then maybe not. I was going to have the Bears to cover 10.5 just slightly, but yeah, maybe. In Green Bay. Yeah, maybe being in Lambeau, I'm going to quick change my brain. So I'll go 30 to 17. 30 to 17, cool. So that stays under, right? Yeah, yeah we that's... both have them by 13, which is a good Halloween y Triskaidekaphobia score to end on. You know, it's uh, the 31st. There's a 3 and a 1 there. We had a fun Friday the 13th. I was thinking about that show today when the. When the 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 board in there wasn't working, so you know we've we've made it through um, we made it through Halloween. We had a couple screams, but we made it through Ryan. So uh, we did it. So wrap us up. And <laughs> episode get us nine, baby. Yeah. yeah, it's time to go uh, trick or treating. Ryan and I, I got That's an Iron right. Man mask. Ryan, we got some scary stuff to to handle in town this this night on this rainy night. So let's go take yeah, care of it. <laughs> yeah, that was cloud nine. That was episode nine. And thanks for joining us on Walk the Line. And and if we can make it to next week, we'll be double digit and we'll be in a good mood about that. So uh, definitely, you know, I'm gonna scoot the mic over here and I'm gonna get us all into uh, the exit of Walk the Line. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us and uh, have a good week. We'll see you later. With Dan and Ryan, you just listen to Walk the Line. And I'm going to say peace again. Yeah, y'all. Peace. All right. Bye, everybody.